big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And today we are talking about our teenage selves. So I'd like to preface this at the beginning to say that this isn't, some of this isn't um, directly aware parenting. We're talking about the younger parts of us, for example, where parenting would be more about looking at, at feelings from the young, from, from our past. So, but, but it is congruent with aware parenting. So we really want to, to aim to be as clear as possible to, to name so that you know what aware parenting is. So, but, but it's really, really congruent. And the whole point of the feelings from the past showing up in the present when we are being reminded of situations from the past where our feelings didn't get to be heard. I mean, that's really classic aware parenting, which is what we're going to be talking a lot about. So teenagers, mm-hmm. now we have a funny little story around this because we, we, we've both been through something recently with each other that showed up where our teenage selves came mm-hmm. up. And so that's why we thought we would like to share with you to mm-hmm. let you know that this happens to us as well. It happens quite regular. yeah I, I think i think people sometimes feel i know that sometimes they're shocked when i go oh yeah i've just been working through this and they're like what and i'm like it's an ongoing journey i don't think you just do the work and then all of a sudden there's nothing that it's fine you know i just kind of i think we get better at doing it and leaning into it so this was such a beautiful example wasn't it of us both at the same time actually going through teenage elements but we weren't even actually it was a time where we hadn't talked much to each other because we were really busy but we were both going through exactly the same teenage projections onto each other which was really funny and then when we talked about it we were like oh my god I just made you this and you just made me that and it was really funny so I mean I guess I love that was lovely I'm sorry say that again and we sent us sent our teenage selves of each other so oh yeah Totally. So, you know, for me, I find when teenage me turns up, it turns up in two places often. Well, maybe three, maybe four. I don't know. The more we talk, I might just see what else comes up. The teenage me always rears its head around appearance, like and around looks. So often if I go into um, I'm not beautiful enough or I'm not this enough or stuff around looks, it really is often always steeped into me, the teenage self and, and just the, the awkwardness of going through puberty and through discovering your sexuality and all that kind of stuff and just how, I guess, unsupported I felt, how um, awkward it felt all the time and really looking for approval externally to go, you know, you are enough and it doesn't matter how you look and all those kind of levels. So, so that's a bit of a sweet spot for me sometimes. <laughs> I'm much, much better with it now. But the other part that often turns up for me where the teenage self is rough is when I think I'm not smart enough. So when I'm doing things that, um, stretch me out of my comfort zone, whether that's, I'm having to create new things. I mean, the building my school my god like 14 year old Lael she was like sitting beside me the whole time because I'd be like I don't understand this legal document and I don't understand this and I don't understand that and I was so stretched in out of my comfort zone of what I normally feel I'm great at and just all the doubt would come up and then I'd have to go and have meetings with people who I deemed as being far more smarter than me and then I'd watch myself really shrink and god it was 
it's huge. I mean, I know I came to you a few times around going, oh, I just don't feel very clever and I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, I had to really give a lot of love and compassion to myself in that. But the part that turned up for both of us is, you know, I was, you know, in, in a phase of my life, you know, a few weeks ago, where I'm really looking at different things I'm doing and work and stuff like that. And then I'm seeing, you know, Marion has all these amazing clients and they're, they're saying how wonderful she is. And I watched teenage me go, oh, all the web parenting people love Marion more than they love me. <laughs> and then I was like, she's so much wiser than me. And she goes to other depths that I don't go to. And I just watched a whole story unfold for myself around I'm not, good enough and um yeah maybe people work with me and then they go and go oh but marion's better and like there was just this fabulous story i created in my head around this right and so um i just kind of let it play out for a bit <laughs> maybe a few days i just sat in it until i was like okay Leia, what's really going on here and um you know there was just like we often talk about who's here and who was there was you know teenage Leia going am i okay like am I good enough am I smart enough do I know my stuff do people like me all the shadow parts that are just around who am I and and am am I lovable you know that turned up in the teenage years and um it just played out so beautifully and then how funny we we connected because we just kept missing each other we you know usually we talk quite a few times a week and we just hadn't and then we finally did and then I don't know who one of us was I feel like this and you're like I feel like that (laughs) we were just laughing at how we both created these whole stories that aren't even true but they really allowed some beautiful healing around the teenage parts of us Mm, and I'm sending so much love to that 14-year-old you who's so smart and so, so lovely and so wanted and so so adored and so liked. And <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, before, before you do your sharing, I often say to parents too, the beautiful thing about having teenagers when your kids get older is you really get to relive puberty again. You get to relive all this stuff again as your children move through it because they're ultimately going to bring those stories to you. And particularly if we haven't worked through our own stuff, they're going to be sometimes, you know, in your face to really look at and ask to be healed. So yeah, for all of you who've got little people, you've got so much goodness coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We often laughed at me about the, in a way, like, uh, I don't know how big and hard it can be, the, the teenage years, sometimes in terms of what shows up for us. Although, I, you know, I want to say for me, it's like yeah, the, the piece that showed up a few, uh, I don't even know, I think it was February. It, was, it seems like a whole of February for me. And there, I was going to say the reason we didn't talk was because I, I was not talking to you at that time because you were this person. You had become this person and I knew if I spoke to you, I mean, we would have processed it because we do beautifully, but I was like, I was so immersed in this experience which was basically your one of your offerings you're getting a gazillion people signing up and I was like but oh, I already I was in this 14 year old me who's like okay I want to be like loud I want to get loads of people signing up and I literally had zero people sign up for one of my offerings which has never happened before in that offering and I literally fully immersed myself in the experience of 14 year old me which was um, I was very quiet so it was school me I was very quiet and um, I had this friend in my class who was who's blonde and she was like so 
popular and everyone liked her and she just she was like cool and popular and just like knew all the stuff and knew about boys and all of that and I just had no clue about any of that kind of stuff but we got on really well and I don't think I've ever literally you know when we when we go into these younger parts and feelings from the past we might dip in and we might feel edges of them. And sometimes we dive in really deep. And I think, you know, what you were saying earlier about people thinking that we don't go into these. I think my experience is, um, paradoxically, is actually having the capacity now to really go in and, and really immerse myself in the intensity of the feeling. And I don't think I've really let myself feel how excruciating it was for me as a 14-year-old to really literally think that nobody liked me and, and how painful that is as, a, as any human being that literally nobody... No, so in the here and now, nobody signed up for the course and everyone signed up for your course. So it became that, that absolute experience that I had as a 14-year-old that nobody likes me and the excruciating pain of that and to be with that... I know for the way I work with this is, you know, I have my inner loving mother there with me. I had my inner best friend there with me listening to those feelings. And at the same time, I was also in the, the pain of school experiences where um, I'd really, I loved art and I really wanted to do art. I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I quite often got my art work marked not, not very well from the teachers. I got, I don't know, C's and D's and things. And I really gave up on my dream of, of that, that you know art being my passion so it was this combination so again that was similar that there was this thing that I put out into the world and I spent all these time you know I made new memes for it the new designs and to have that you know nobody liking it was like the teachers saying no your your work is no good and you cannot go and be a fashion designer so it was like a double whammy and I was in, it just it was so excruciating and I I just kept on sitting with it and sitting with it and being with it and listening and crying and listening to 14 year old me. And I'm so grateful that I got to do that. And I'm sorry that I didn't connect with you over that time because I literally, you were, you were that friend, you were Helen Atkinson, you had become her. And, um, you know, I couldn't see, and that's what happens. You know, I, I talk about it as like our, um, you know, the lens that we see things through and we're doing it all the time. That's how, you know, as humans, well, the experiences we have when we're younger, we then will see something in a person that reminds us of a, an earlier experience. We will, we would experience an experience that reminds us of something from the past. That's how we designed to do it. And we will feel the feelings that we felt that we didn't get to have that we didn't get to feel, that we didn't have the loving support for, that we didn't get to express, that we didn't get to be lovingly heard around. Because those parts of us are saying, will you hear me this time? Will you listen lovingly? Will you, will you be with me? Um, so I'm, yeah, it was really excruciating. Then I came out the other side and I could actually talk to you and see. It's like the, the, the lens flew, you know, fell down again. And say, like, oh, here's Leo, my lovely friend, Leo. <laughs> you are not her. And, uh, you know, I can see you for you, not for, through this lens of a past experience. And we're doing that constantly, whether it's a little bit or big time. That's why we often have big reactions to our children, to our teens, to our babies, to our partners, to our friends, to people we see on Instagram, because we are trying to actually have heard what didn't get to be heard. So our psyches are so wise, but it makes life really complex so often. 
And we can tell, can't we? We can tell when someone's having a reaction that's not yeah. actually about us. Yeah. We can tell when someone's in a younger part of them. We can tell when someone's having big feelings that, that actually aren't about the present, whether that's our child or a friend or a partner. It's a, it does make life kind of more complex, but also more fun and interesting as well. <laughs> It's really big. Thank you for sharing that story. I know, you know, the, these are vulnerable stories to share, to share, but I love the humanness in both of us to go, oh, I was right in there. And that was big and that was painful. And I just made it all about you. It was actually nothing to do with you, but I love how you shared that. That is so much about whenever we're projecting it onto someone else, I think is such a beautiful indicator into what we're wanting to avoid within our own story. When somebody else isn't doing it the way we want them to, when somebody isn't, you know, or we, we are, they, sh- you know, comparison, whenever we're in comparison, you know, I think it is just such a beautiful, it's just such a beautiful opportunity if we can and if it is safe enough to go, who's here? Who's here right now? What is this about for me? And, uh, you know, you have taught me so much, Marion, about sitting in that stuff and really letting it be there till it's ready to move, you know. And my default in the past has been to analyse it, yeah, understand it, be quick with it, move on, you know, instead of actually just really letting it be there and really letting those parts be heard and really letting them be felt so that they they can get what they needed from what they didn't get when it happened. And, you know, I mean, I'm so grateful. You have taught me that so beautifully as such a massive part of my healing journey. I mean, what's so funny, isn't it, is when we actually did have the conversation after we'd, and, and I'm like, oh, I've been here. And you're like, I've been there. <laughs> then we both laughed and went, oh, funny. And then we also just trusted the timing of whatever was playing out, you know, and that, I think within that too is we then just went into such absolute mutual admiration for each other. Cause I remember then we were sending messages to each other going, Oh my God, you have taught me so much. Do you know how incredible you are? What influence you've been in my life? And that was the funniest part is there was just so much mutual admiration and love as we both worked through the projection <laughs> of ourselves onto each other. So, you know, and, and it just, as we talk about this now as such a beautiful example, I, it really makes me think about how often we do it in relationship with our partners where we play out our parent on some level or somebody else. And when, when we perceive we're not getting our needs met or they're not doing it, it just, we are so conditioned as a culture, aren't we? To, to project onto somebody else instead of feeling what is there for us. And I think, what I love so much about aware parenting and what I, why this, this work is so valuable is that when we can raise our children with spaciousness to listen to their feelings, to, to um, help them understand how things are feeling hard or why, like when we've given the space for them to feel what they feel, then they lean into those feelings so much quicker. They lean into it with a willingness to say, this is how I feel. And I think I even shared that in one of the podcasts when my daughter came to me and the first line she said was, this is probably my stuff because I never got it when I was younger. And I'm like, she's 13. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't have said that statement until I was really in my late thirties. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is the power of this, of owning our feelings, really feeling into what's happening for us, not projecting it onto somebody else and then being able to process and feel what we need to. And that's what I love so much about aware parenting is we are giving our children the tools so that they can lean into this with a lot more ease and grace <laughs> than perhaps what we do when we haven't had that. 
Yeah, so beautiful. I love that story. Your daughter is amazing. And, um, you know, I think as well as parents, I, I imagine you find the same, is often even just having that information or, you know, someone's in some really big feelings and just actually, you know, because of the three things, the list of three in, in aware parenting and one of them's information, that actually um, helping people understand that you're, these are feelings from the past. They're actually not about the present. And that this is how our psyche is designed to work. We are constantly trying to just as our children are just as our babies are trying to um, have feelings heard that didn't get to be heard the first time around so these big reactions that we have that's you know to me that's the, the beauty that they're really trying to be home the more we understand that and the more we recognize that that's what I love in supporting parents with to actually just to know oh my gosh I've got some really big feelings around this this is not about now or you know I'm seeing this person I, you know, my partner is, has become my father right now. It, it, those simple things, even without doing the next, all the next pieces, can can transform our relationships with our children, with partners, with friends, with colleagues, with exes, with our you know parents, because we really understand what is actually happening, and that's like half the story, isn't it? Mm. Yes, I, I had like a, maybe a few weeks ago or something within our family dynamic. Everybody was really in their feelings. And so they're kind of all coming to me with their projections of what's going on. And there was like four of them at the one time and I'm just standing there and I just stopped and I was like, okay, everybody, I need you all to own your own stories right now. Can you please just take a moment and they're big enough to do this, to own what is happening for you? What are you making this mean? Like, because you're all just bouncing off each other. And I was just in the middle going, I'm here to support you all, but please, can you take a tiny bit of responsibility for it? And like, I, I was joking and laughing, but they got it. Cause part of me is like, come on family. We've been doing this for a long time now. I know you guys can do this. And it was funny and it was beautiful. And then we all softened and everyone went, well, I'm feeling like this and I'm feeling like that. And da, 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 you know, and it, and it moved it, but it was at that moment where I had a lot of frustration. I was like, come on, we've been doing this for a long time now. Don't we know that when we start projecting onto someone else that we're just avoiding what we don't want to feel. And so, yeah, it was, it was funny. I'm making that sound like I was really hardcore, but it was actually, com it was very funny at the time. I think you are. So that's really, clear and <laughs> helpful it was direct it was direct clear. i think because my capacity to listen was yeah. was getting smaller and smaller so i was just like come on and also you're talking to the third 13 and 16 is it Seven, no, 18, nearly 18, 13, nearly 18. Is she nearly yeah. 18 now? Oh my gosh. She's yeah. nearly 18. 17. Yeah. You know, it's different where it's not, they're not for yeah. No, not, I would never say that to a six-year-old, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, we've been, we've had these conversations many times and I think that that's, you know, where it came up. And, and like, you know, in reflecting about these teenage selves, and I think a lot about this and, and, you know, this is what something you really taught me, Marion, of well, what, gosh, I'm just really appreciating. 14 year old me is really receiving okay, good. acknowledgement today. Thank you. Now she's like, oh my God, Helen Atkinson really, really. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm well, sorry. Helen Atkinson's listening to this. Hi. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You facilitated great growth for me. Um, I think one part, you know, again, that you've really showed me is well, what did I need that I didn't get at the time? And so often when I reflect on my teenage self, 
you know, most of where my pain sits is that I really needed someone who was a safe person to be able to share my angst or to share what was going on for me. Like I just, most of my feelings were around not having someone there to show me the contrast or to show me, Hey, I see you and that feels hard and all those kind of things. And, um, and that, that's often what turns up for me. And just a few hours ago, I was with my 13 year old, um, she's got some stuff going on with friendships and it's really painful. And, you know, so much of teenage years, particularly for females is around the tumultuous experience of friendships. And one time, one minute we're really good friends and the next we're not. And then it chops and changes. And often there's not a lot of honesty and transparency and it's really hard for people to own their feelings. I mean, and you, you know, if you've been a teenager, you know how tricky it can be. And she's just sitting in some real pain around what's happened with, with, with one of her friendships and um and she just started talking about it and um you know I said to her well what what do you need right now sweetie and she's like I need to just tell them how I feel and I was like perfect like do you need some help with that and she's like can you help me write something you know so we you helped her write something and and she and she shared it and I said you know are you, how's it going to feel if you don't hear back what you want to hear? And she said, it's going to hurt. And I said, yeah, it's going to hurt. And, and I'm here for you. And, you know, I really trust your ability to move through that. And so sure enough, she didn't get back the message that she wanted, which is painful. And, you know, there were tears and I watched a part of me wanting to say something like, (laughs) I had to really actually bite my tongue, even though I was like, come on, Leo. I was about to say, well, don't worry, darling, we can just make new friends. I was just about to almost offer her an ice cream so she didn't have to feel it. Like I really watched myself for a second and went, oh, God, I still know how painful that felt. And all you wanted was connection and to belong in those teenage years and then when that didn't happen. And so I didn't offer her ice cream and I didn't um, tell her that she could make new friends. I just listened and I just said it must feel really painful. And she cried and I'm like, I'm so here for your tears and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just right here with you. And she just cried and cried. And, and I said to her, you know, this is painful stuff and what do you need from me? And I've got you. And, you know, I, I trust you'll be able to navigate this which is all I really needed when I was a teenager is that safe place to feel it and to express it and to, and to have someone sit there and hold that space without judgment and without fixing, even though I did want to just make it all better. And, and I just, I mean, I just literally watched that play out a few hours ago and then it moved for her. And then she was just super chatty and then talking about other things and it just, it had moved. And I, I don't doubt there's going to be other layers with it, but I'm watching her capacity to, go, yep, those things feel hard, they're painful, and I acted in integrity and spoke my truth, and wherever that lands, then that's up to them. And, and you know, that for me has been my biggest thing with my children through all their lives is to go, we need to, are you in integrity? Are you honouring yourself? Can you be respectful and honour the other person in their journey? You know, and have your boundaries and all those pieces that are really important. And, and she's like, yeah, I feel like I spoke what I needed to and whatever they do with it, they do with it. And, you know, I think, again, these are such beautiful things that we can gift our children by modeling them, but also by creating the space to just listen without fixing, without fixing. Gosh, it can be so hard not to fix, you know, and I know, I know that's the same when your kids are three or when they're seven or when they're 16 and, and, and our ability to sit in the uncomfortableness with their feelings is the gift. I know we talk about that all the time, but gosh, it really is the gift. Yeah. 
Oh, I so deeply acknowledge what you did for her and what you do all the time for, for your lovelies. And, and I send love to that teenage you. And, uh, and I love her feelings. So listening to her <laughs> feelings. <laughs> mm, thank you. Thank you. I also wanted to share something, which is, a, I'm really grateful. My mum's 89 and she lives in, in Granny Fat in our back garden. My, my daughter's 19, still lives at home. And what I love to see is that so many of the themes that still pop up for me, although they're much more echoey um, with my mum, I can see that I've then done to my daughter and then I can see what's happening and what I feel like as the, how I feel as the teenage part of me. And then I can rectify that for my daughter. And I'll give you a, a recent example as I've really been noticing recently. Uh, so we talk about individuation. You were talking about this before I call that's such a core part of the teenagers to individuate, to, to become more and more their own unique selves and differentiate from us. And uh, you know, from an aware parenting perspective, they can do that without needing to do what we think of as teenagers, like, you know, to be massively rebelling and they, they can individuate and in a way that's more graceful than that, still needing to be different. Um, I might notice with my mum, who's so, so loving, she's so loving, she always wants to give and contribute. And what I've been noticing lately is often she'll you know, I'm doing something and she'll, she'll say, can I help you with that? Or do you want me to get you something? Or do you want me to, do you want this? Or do you want that? And, and I've really been noticing that I really, for, for teenage parts of me, they, they don't want that. They want to, I, I want, uh, and my younger teenage parts really wanted to be trusted that I would ask for help and that I could, you know, that I could stretch and I could do things. And if I wanted help, I would ask for it. But, you know, there's that shift from y younger years where it is a lot about, you know, especially babies and toddlers and small children responding and and being really attuned and, and that unconditional love as much as we can. But as teenagers, it's really about supporting our, our teens to, you know, to stretch and to be able to do things that are themselves and to not to not be like, you know, have that um, almost mollycoddling. That's a bit of a jackal world, but, you know, that kind of quality. And I was really seeing that in myself. And I really started to see the way that I've done that with my daughter as well. So I've been, you know, it's, it's quite subtle now, but I really have been shifting that. And, the other, and yesterday I said to her, I had a conversation. I was saying, I'm really seeing how my mum does that to me. And I'm really getting how much I really don't enjoy that. And I'm really sorry for all the times that I've done that to you. And I gave her a few examples and just, you know, I'm so sorry because I just, you know, I didn't know I was doing it. And I really understand now how uncomfortable that is and my apologies so it's so great to see that we can you know we can experience these from the younger parts of us with our parents if and if they're still around even if they're not still around we're still this is still showing up and then what we learn from that that can support our parenting and, and us to shift and change in terms of how we are with our mm. with our child and that was that's just been such a helpful piece for me to get Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. I, I mean, you really are having like real life examples. Just to, like I'm the daughter. Oh, there's my daughter. Yeah, perfect. I know. Beautiful healing. Beautiful healing. I, I also wanted to speak to the parts that are often that turn up with comparisons and of you know the the, the art of not the art. So that's an interesting word I just used. But competition when we feel like we're not enough or someone's achieving more or they're 
better at this or they're more beautiful. They're this, 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 you know, all the kind of stuff where we often get into comparisons. And that for me is always teenage Leo. Like she is, that's who comes out whenever I'm in the, I'm not enough and I haven't achieved enough and all those kind of things, because there's a part of me, you know, when I, when I step back into what drives that it is so often around I just want to be seen and I want to know that I'm enough you know and I remember for years as a teenager not really knowing what I was good at and what I was really actually good at when I look at now I was good at people I was really good at making people feel safe and and having insight into humans right but when you're 15 and at school it's not really a quality that ranks very high, right? You can be really good at science. You can be excellent at sport. You can be a fabulous dancer or whatever. But I was really good at people when I look back on it. But um, I didn't know what to do with that. And it took me a long time until figure out to how to work with that and what to do with that. And so when I was in that search for who am I and I want to be recognized. And again, the big, the beautiful parts you're talking about of how we do need to individuate. We do need to step out of the family unit on some level to figure out who we are, you know, but still ideally as we talk about wanting to stay connected to our family so that we know we have that safe place to come, you know, it was so much about externally looking for validation that I was enough, you know, that that's where often, you know, you, you put yourselves in tricky situations or depending on what, what line you were going to take, you know, to go, am I enough? Like, you know, am I beautiful enough? Am I smart enough? Can I belong in your club? Can I be part of your friendship stuff to just really find that place to go? I want to know that I'm enough and that I belong there. And that, you know, when I look back on it, just think, Oh gosh, I was doing such a really good job of trying to find that. And again, as I ask, well, what did I probably need? I really, really probably needed a beautiful mentor to sit down with me and go, because I was good at people to give me that, information and insight i would have totally got that at 15 i would have totally got that ah this is how we work as humans and this is what the job is as a teenage self and that would have totally landed with me because i would have been like oh we're all just trying to figure out where we sit and belong and am i enough and i would have totally got that because that's that was my language on some level And, and you know it really makes me again reflect on as a parent and particularly when it comes to raising teenagers as they are moving through that what is the greatest gifts we can give them? And, you know, I think what I love about our parenting is if we are doing it from when they're younger, we're giving them those opportunities to know that who they are is enough, you know, that we love them when they're angry and when they're sad and when they're happy and they're joyous and, and they don't so much carry that good boy, good girl story of I'm only lovable if I fit into this category. So I think that really holds. But I also think through those teenage years, permission to go find yourself. And that's, I think, what I found such a great difference between, I guess, in raising my teens was like, we've got your back and you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. And we want to be your safe place to come within that. And we really celebrate the expression of who you want to be and all those pieces that um, perhaps I didn't necessarily get. And it may look different in all families, but I have found that that has given particularly my teenagers the freedom to figure out who they are and stay attuned to the essence of who they want to be 
as opposed to having to be something to fit into somebody else or that specific group and those kind of things. And, you know, I often would check in with my children and say, do you feel any pressure to be a certain way? And they'd be like, no, nah, I'm just going to be me. And I'm like, brilliant, <laughs> be you because we love you and whoever you want to be, you know, and I, I love that sometimes that turns up with your teenagers dying their hair, all sorts of colours or, you know, wanting to get their nose pierced or just stuff that they do that is that this is how I'm expressing myself right now and this is what I'm trying on and seeing if that fits and and our reaction is yeah great tell me more about that how's that feel how's that feeling for you and as they move through it without any judgment without any need to rebel but with the the what's the word I'm looking, permission, not that I really want to use permission, but the permission to fully be who they need to be, you know, knowing that there isn't necessarily going to be judgment within that, that they, they're free to be who they are, who they are. And I think it's that piece that comes back for me around the teenage years. Did we have freedom to be who we needed to be? Or did we feel pressure to, to perform well academically or to, to be really great at sport or to look a certain way or did we feel like there was freedom to be who we needed to be in the world? And if not, are we still playing catch-up now <laughs> as adults? Yeah, oh, my gosh, I am so with you, Lam. I think, I think that's probably one of the one things I wanted most for my children to, to really to be deeply connected with who they, they really were and uh, as you speak that about your your two teens and your your 20 something son um when i look at my children and uh, well they're my son and my daughter i see how deeply connected with their, themselves they are and how 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 comfortable they are with that and that's to me one of my greatest joys like yeah you know anything else like doesn't matter in a way because mm. they they know themselves and they're comfortable with being themselves and they mm. are able to follow their callings and trust that and i mean to me that's like the the most wonderful amazing thing to mm. doing that i so agree with you and i love over the years of raising our teens i mean i think when they were a bit younger um lots of different themes would come up for Mike and I around the shoulds that we felt that happened to us when we were teens and how we sometimes subconsciously just started to project those onto our kids. And we had to really pull ourselves up of going, why do we think that that has to be hard? <laughs> is that just because it was hard for us? Should, do we, is, does that serve any purpose? Like we really had to, in the beginning, look at many of the defaults that were what we were like as teenagers and then how we just was like, but that's being a teen and that's this. And I was like, oh, actually, I think we can turn that on its head here and uh, look at it in a completely different way. And that's where schooling has been incredibly beautiful and challenging, you know, in, in, in the shoulds that we are told and we are, you know, embedded with in this is what it looks like and that is going to be success and all those kind of things and breaking down those belief systems and it's different for every family, but gosh, that's been so beautiful in really making us look at as parents, well, what is it that we want for our children and who are they in the world? And do we really trust that they'll find their place no matter what, even if they don't do it conventionally and just, you know, that's what's been, you know, brilliant. And that I think again is such a gift for our kids if we can continuously feel into you know what is the story i've got going on here around how this should look you know and what yeah what's playing out for me within that yeah and there's so much learning from them isn't it that's why I'm, I'm learning i learned so much from from my son and daughter like we were just saying before as well that uh, my daughter loves dancing has danced since she was three and she's very competent at it 
and when she got to a few years ago you know lots of people say you know you are you going to go on to um dance school and you're going to be a professional dancer and all you know because you should you should do that and she's like no I don't want to do that and and I remember the first I'm still a little bit like really because I just know for me as a teenager if someone had said to me oh my god you're amazing at that I suggest you go and do that for a career I'd be like of course yeah do that I wouldn't I wouldn't have had no sense of being able to feel into myself about whether that was what I really wanted to do with my life or whether I had a yes or a no to that I would have just been like yeah that's you know people tell me that so I'll, I'll do what they say so you know I'm, I'm still learning so much from her around that oh my gosh just because you're competent in something doesn't mean you need to go and you know, go go forward with that and just so many things isn't it constantly I, I learn from both of them oh okay right yeah that mm. <laughs> Mm, I love it. It's so rich, isn't it? And, I, and you know, I, I think this you know, relationships are complex and there's so many different layers to it. And I keep coming back as much as I can every time to those beautiful questions. What's this making me feel right now? What's going on for me, no matter what is coming up, whether it's with teenagers or relationship or whatever. Um, and I think that's it's such a powerful question just to ask whenever we're having any feelings whatsoever go on that isn't, you know, when we're not feeling completely centered, what is going on for me here? What is this about? You know, and, and really leaning into, well, what, what am I making this mean? What am I projecting with this? What do I think, you know, what's my should around it? They're really profound questions to ask. And I think can really surface when your children are teenagers because, you know, your kids have the ability to speak their minds, which can, you know, definitely push buttons for, um, for, for parents. And we want them to figure out who they are and we want them to have a voice and all those kind of beautiful aspects that often teenagers get rubbished for, but I'm like, Oh no, that's the most gorgeous juiciness of them. Um, and how we respond to that can be so interesting. And that's where I think we really need to bring a whole lot of awareness to it, you know, to be able to sit there in our center whenever something's going on for them and go, yeah, okay, tell me more or watch what's happening for us so that we aren't in that reactivity. And then now, you know, 15 year old comes out and battles the real 15 year old. <laughs> Just it's never, it's never going to go so well, is it? Never. Never <laughs> going to go well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. What I've loved with our children is that um, from a really young age, we, we really empowered them to say, if you ever feel like we are not speaking from our hearts, like we, we give you full permission to call us on it, like say it. And, and they have. And then as teenagers, they're like, mm-hmm. And they say stuff. And it's just like, yep, it's, there's nothing quite like that to make you just go, okay, take a deep breath. <laughs> I hear that. It's amazing. It's really, really amazing. So I, um, yeah, I absolutely love that, you know, that's, um, you know, something that we can, you know, we can teach our children from a young age so that by the time they do reach that teenage self, they're able to, to, you know, speak what they need to, because that's such an important part of being them. Mm. I often think that, don't you, is um, that because we have, we're supporting our children um, from within a different paradigm that we didn't grow up in. So once they get older and they're, they're living within these things that we didn't get, that's often then when we get invited to that stretch, like, oh, okay, how, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Or, oh, I see, I see you're really comfortable and grounded in that because you got brought up in it. So I'm, I'm invited mm -hmm. to take the next step. And that's really powerful. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's amazing, amazing stuff. So I wonder, you know, in, in listening to this podcast um, about, you know, your teenage self of where you can see perhaps where that turns up in your life, you know, whether you can really tune into the aspects of you that are perhaps still playing out now as an, as an adult, whether that does turn up in comparisons or not good enough or not feeling like you've ever had permission to be who you need to be or holding back from doing something because you felt like you got told you weren't good enough when you were a kid. Like what is it is still alive for you and the teenage parts of you? Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. Is, that, is that the invitation? Mm. Is that your invitation? <laughs> Well, it's an, it is an invitation, but I was just kind of putting it there as a just, I wonder, you know, as you're listening where if you can really reflect where that sits with people, you know, with yourself, you know, around those teenage parts of yourself of, you know, what, what is still alive for me around this and what would it need in order to be heard or to be loved or to um, be held so that we don't necessarily have to keep playing it out in our day. And, and like we've talked about this, this stuff, even if you don't have teenagers, is really beautiful to bring some awareness around now because if you can clear a lot of this stuff now before your kids get to teenagers, then it often gives you so much of a, I don't know, just a lot more space to meet them where they're at when they move through those things without kind of projecting our stories onto it. Yeah, and I tend to think, Mel, do you, that then it, when our children are younger, it, all, it might tend to show up more um, with our friends or with colleagues or with people on, on Instagram or, you know, if we're in some kind of field where people who are doing something similar to us, where things might show up or with our partner or ex, those are the, often the places that teenage parts of us will show up so that the more we're working with those then and loving them and listening to them and all the things, then, it, yeah, it's going to be less charged when when our mm. when our sons and daughters are teenagers we get to practice on, yes. the, on the peers rather than, and less on our own yes. children <laughs> yes totally and i look i absolutely love um that you know what is um you know, what is amazing amongst all of this is that this is stuff that you can do, that you can do the work on and you can heal within yourself. And there's so many beautiful tools you can use to lean into it, to to clear these parts. And, you know, it is really those pieces of moving forward into more awareness and consciousness as a parent to be really curious all the time. What am I feeling? What's going on here? Who's here? What's What's turning up for me? All those pieces, you know, that can just be so those little questions can make such a difference in how we move forward with what's going on. And, and, you know, the, for me, particularly in looking at the teenage stuff, if we can do it ourselves, it can often mean that the teenage years with your children can be so rich and beautiful because as we've talked about before, I do not believe that, you know, raising teenagers is all about slamming doors and I hate you. And just, I, I don't see that at all. And I, I really don't believe it has to be that way. Yeah. And I think the more we can do in our own stories, the, more chance we have of that not necessarily playing out not chance but we just we have worked on the relationship yes exactly i so agree with you and i love what you're talking about with questions i always remember thinking that i for quite some years i thought oh that that this question came to me and then i remembered that i was looking through some notes from one of the first workshops i went to with Aletha salter and where she actually said it what does this remind me of so i find that a really helpful question what does this remind me of 
um, but only if you feel resource. So if you're already flooded with feelings and you've got lots going on, these are, uh, you know, in terms of self-inquiry and doing our own inner work, if you've already got lots going on, that's probably the, I always say, if we're feeling a bit flooded or overwhelmed, that's the time where we actually need outer support. We need someone outside of us we need some loving listening someone who can be with us in those feelings but if you have you know if you're used to doing inner work that can be a really helpful question how old am i uh, no um what does this remind me of and then one of my questions is um how old do i feel mm. really helpful mm. and the more and more we get to be familiar ah oh, this is for oh yeah 14 year old me i'm in 14 year old me right now yep yeah, okay that's gonna that's gonna be a really different uh next bit of time than I'm in you know, adult me or three-year-old me. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, this is a beautiful segue because you have such a beautiful um, course that you offer Marion, which is about helping people uncover when they are in 14 year old you, what you can do to work and heal with that. And that that's, it's just such powerful, rich work because it allows us to be empowered to move our own stuff, you know, and I love what you did say. Sometimes we do need listening. Sometimes we need it outside of ourselves, but, but, you know, the more resourced we become, the more we can do this inner work ourselves so that we, we can move and, and shift stories, you know, with a lot more grace and ease. Mm, thank you. Lovely. Mm. Yes. So that's mm. my inner loving presence process course. And if you're anyone who's already familiar with that, it was fine. The teenage years, often inner best friend is a really helpful, um, you know, often that's where we want support and encouragement. And yes, I really do like you. And, and uh, yeah, I think you look great. And yeah, I, I so support you in, you know, going and doing that course or whatever it is. So inner best friend can be really helpful. Mm. Yeah, and Lael, also you have, for people who have already done your immersion, you have an immersion? Yeah, with- I have a level two, which is the teenage self, which is just a four weeks course, which goes into... I guess more of our stories and imprints around that freedom to be you, like what was your story and, and what, what was, um, what did that look like for you? We look at sexuality, which is a really big one. <laughs> it could be, that could be a month course in itself, but our imprints around that and what that felt like in exploring those parts of ourselves. We look at um, friendships as another theme. And then we also look at um, passions and love and who are we in the world and are we, bringing our gifts into the world. So that's for people who've done my level one immersion that they can then move on to, to do level two, because I find in the level one, we're looking at a lot of the younger child parts of us. And then once we've done that, we move more into the teenage part. So yeah, mm. a few things there for people to explore if they need. So yummy. And I really want to acknowledge you, Lau. I mean, I do see you as like the, the aware parenting and teens and inner teens, like guru, not guru, but you know, that, like the expert, you have so much expertise around all the different areas around teenagers and the way you are with your teens is just so beautiful. So mm. I really want to acknowledge how you, the, mm, like the way you. shower in that way. So thank you, lovely. Mm, thank you. I love teens. Love them so much. They're just... <laughs> So fabulous. I, I, you know, and I, and going back to, you know, I taught sex education for quite a few years, you know, in high schools and I loved working with teens and I don't do that anymore really, but I'm, and I miss the teens and I miss the conversations, you know, I really do miss just how, you know, how much they often wanted to share and know and all those kind of things. And sometimes didn't have the opportunities to speak it. So yeah, I'm always, yeah, I just love, love that age group. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Not to teens. Do you still have that Facebook group? 
Facebook for Aware Parenting Teens? Oh, yeah, it's still there. It hasn't really been very active. It is on Facebook, which is Aware Parenting for Teens, but it hasn't really been very active amongst all the other things that have been going on. Uh, That one probably fell a bit by the wayside, but it is still there. You know, and I think parents of teens absolutely need support because it's a different thing we're often looking at sometimes when we're raising teenagers. And even though all the same Aware Parenting philosophies apply, sometimes I think teenage parents need you know, they need just as much support for sure around some of the big stuff that turns up. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Go to, that's Lael. All right. Yeah, go to Lael. Go to Thank you. All right. What's your offering for, for people around this, around their teenage selves? Yeah. It's, as we've been talking today, have you been feeling something in yourself, a teenage part of yourself? And is there maybe is there a memory popping up or uh, yeah an experience that you had that you do feel resourced enough to listen into or that you if you have an empathy buddy or um, a therapist or a friend who is you know has competence in listening to feelings whether you would like to go and share about that with them what it was like for you how you felt what you needed what you wanted to say what you wanted to hear that kind of stuff Mm. what about you yeah beautiful um, yeah, I, I guess my invitation is not so much just about our teenage self, but about what we've talked about, or about what are we making things mean? What lens are we looking through? Whether it is around to our partners, our friendships, people on the internet, our children, what is it the lens that we're looking through of what we're making that mean? And and that is a beautiful, you know, inquiry into perhaps some stories that are asking to be healed and and sat with. So, yeah, that would be my invitation. Mm. so yes, gorgeous all right well that was a beautiful nice little you know nice per- perfect completion for us as we you yeah. know, went through our stories with it which is so great and um i hope you've enjoyed being along for the ride for that and um you know and also you know just another level of parenting with awareness and moving into those beautiful aspects of ourselves which are really always the, the greatest gifts we can give our children Mm, yes i want to say to any any teenage selves that are listening we see you we celebrate your amazingness we we support you in following your own callings we Mm. support you in being who you really are and having the friends that you love and doing what you really want to do and and uh, we think you're magnificent Mm, yeah so so much love (laughs) all right bye everybody Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.